Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. Hi, guys. This is Myrna Datilis. And today I have the privilege of interviewing our CEO and founder of the Currency Shift podcast, Ms. Brittany Sade Simone Harden. Brittany Sade Simone Harden is from the South Side of Chicago and currently residing in Harlem, New York. And her story is a true testament of turning struggle into success. As a multifaceted professional, she has been able to use her experience to create amazing businesses with her most recent one being this Currency Shift podcast. Now let's learn more about Ms. Sade Simone and how she created this amazing brand. We have Sade Simone in the house. Hi. Hey, girl. (laughs) Okay, so we switch seats today. I'm so excited about this. So you guys, my name is Myrna Datilis, and I was featured on episode four. Check it out. I'm really, really happy to be here. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. Mm-hmm. I know everyone wants to know more about you, and um, I'm here to peel those layers off. But, of course, we need to start off with a toast, my favorite part. <laughs> we do a little toast to start it off. Clank, clank. Cheers. <laughs> Take a little ship a ship. Guys, that's my favorite part of the podcast when she goes, ship it, ship. Take, pay attention to that, okay? <laughs> Anyways, we're here because we want to learn more about you, Miss Brittany Sade Simone Harden, and what made you create this amazing podcast, Currency Shift. So I want to start off with you introducing yourself a little bit more in depth and uh, tell us, you know, what brought you to this point. Start from the very beginning. What do you mean? Like the beginning of... When you were younger, when you were able to like put thoughts together and you realized that you want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, wow. That's interesting. I see why people go, wow, when mm-hmm. I ask them that question. Wow. What started the entrepreneurial streak when I was younger? A funny story. So back when I was in elementary school... I used to watch a lot of, like, crime and mafia movies. Mm. Um, so I kind of wanted to be a part of that world because I thought, all right, this is this is where it's at. You get power, money, respect. Mm-hmm. You know, this is before Lil' Kim said it. I was about to say. <laughs> and I just really wanted to be a part of that, that environment. So when I was younger, I started this little group called MOB. It was, like, mischievous overachieving because I was a nerd um, and then the B word because we were trying to take it back mm. and kind of like re redefine it in our own way and this was before Missy Elliott did it with her song oh yeah yes um, and so how we made money because it was like I always had this money mindset um, you know sorry stepdad uh, but we used to take his beers and my, my mom's wine coolers and put them in these thermos containers and we'd sell them to the kids. Like what'd you call it though? We didn't, we didn't really have a name for it. We just, it was just kind of like, Hey, you want juice? You know? And we kind of <laughs> like wink <laughs> and you know, I would sell mine and then my friends, they, it was up to them if they wanted to drink it or if they wanted to sell it, you know, however they wanted to do. 
And then I kind of leveled up in that little area and started selling like actual like shots, like little mini cups. The juice would last longer, which would prevent um, me from being caught as fast. Mm -hmm. And then it was just kind of interesting because I learned a lot about sales, but I also learned that I was pretty good at um, just making stuff happen. Mm -hmm. Whatever type of idea that came to mind, I did it. Uh, so with anything that you do, there's always consequences, right? And so you have to <laughs> be okay with understanding that either you're going to be okay with those consequences or you're going to make a difference or change so that you don't have to have those consequences. My mom, she found my little my little wad of cash because I, I, I kept it hidden because oh. I was like saving for something. And my mom found it and she just looked at me and I, and I looked at her. It's kind of like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been caught. And you know you wrong. Mm -hmm. So you give her that look. Like, what you about to do? You about to beat me? Should I run? Like, are you just going to, like, let it slide? Because it's just like a lot of cash. And my mom, she beat me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Like, my butt, it still throbs when I think about it. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody's, like, had a beating like that. But that beating, she she kind of beat me onto the right track. Like, mm. my mom was smart. She was so smart. She recognized that I had a, an eye for business and opportunity, but also that I was trying to do good even though I was doing bad, mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so what she started to do was just put me in positions and around people where they had the money, the power, and respect, but it was, like, for the better instead of for the bad. So she started taking me to uh, little youth groups. Um, I became really active in sports. You know, all the little, mm -hmm. you know, get you on the right foot type things. And then she introduced me to Oprah. She made me, like, watch her show when I was little because it was like you're seeing a black woman that's successful that's on TV, a bigger medium, um, and the power that she yields on that medium. And so that's what got me interested in media is just looking at the business side of media, period, and how much money these people were making. And um, that's what kind of got me into, like, being on the entrepreneurial path is from being very, very young and looking at mafia gang movies. Where did the shift occur where you realized what you exactly wanted to do? And how did this even happen with Currency Shift? I realized what I wanted to do after I learned more about Oprah mm -hmm. and her business mindset and how she went from AM New York when it was trying to find its voice to being as successful as it was when I was growing up. So I kind of grew up watching the Oprah Winfrey show grow mm -hmm. and essentially her become who she, she is today. So that led me to like go to college for it. Um, I'm, I majored in mass media communications with a minor in Spanish and psychology, and I worked in the sales part of the school. Mm -hmm. So I worked on um, our student media department, so digital media and the student newspaper. And that's how I began to learn how to sell and become really, really good at selling. Because I figured you needed to understand how to communicate. That's what Oprah did well. She communicated very well. And then you need to understand another culture. I chose Spanish because at the time it was like mm -hmm. everywhere I went, people were speaking Spanish and I wanted to learn just another language. Because I think you have to learn another language in order to be successful or just understand another culture, period. Um, and then you have to understand how people think, how they react. Um, so that's why I like psychology. So I figured as long as I have those three, I could do whatever I want in life. And so what? how did I get to currency shift? 
is because it's still a part of media, mm -hmm. but it's a growing, budding part of media, which is the podcasting industry. Um, it's slated to make a, like a lot of money in the long term, and it's still fresh enough and new enough where people like myself or anybody else can just dive in as long as they have a good story to tell, a good theme, and a good brand. Well, talk to me a bit more about that process. Like, what did that look like? I know me being your friend, I did witness what you went through while creating the Currency Shift podcast, but share with the listeners your process. Like what challenges were you faced with and what really put the nail in the coffin and be like, this is it. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to launch it. And it's going to be what it is today. I don't think I ever put the nail in a coffin and was like, this is it. I think I'm still growing into that. Where it's kind of like, oh, you have something that's successful, something that's it's it's good, it's solid, mm -hmm. and that can really take off. I actually spoke with Brianna Peters back in like March about the studio. I did a lot of research on studios in New York, what they were able to offer, what they weren't able to offer, and then the pricing around it. And this studio, Gotham Podcast Studio, had a great great pricing, and what they offered was more than what any of the other podcasting studios had to offer. Mm -hmm. um, the other part to it was I had to really, really create essentially the brand, what I wanted to say, how I wanted to make people feel, and then how I would want to represent it so that everybody would feel comfortable representing currency shift, mm -hmm. right? So after that, I really kind of just sat and just thought about what is needed right now. Where is the industry going? And for me, social media is like one of those big things that people still don't take as seriously as I think they should uh, because they don't see how, A, how much money you can make from using your social media in the right way, understand how to market and brand yourself online. But most important is how to build those relationships mm -hmm. online so that they affect you offline as well. And mm -hmm. that's how I got the idea. Go ahead. I'm going to do that thing you do. That, that was like a little aha moment. <laughs> so you need to repeat that latter portion of what you just said. It's a lot of money to be made when you understand how to use social media, but also how you build relationships because mm -hmm. the relationships are the most important part of your online and offline. If you think back to when we had AOL, everybody loved the chat. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you're building relationships with people that are overseas, people that are like in a different um, part of the U.S. in a different country. So it gives you that ability to feel connected in such a big world, but it makes it just a small environment for you. So I knew social media was important, but I didn't know how to articulate how important the relationship is along with the social media. And that's where social currency comes into play. Me tapping into you to come on to the show, your episode had over 100 listens within like the first three days, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I heard that. So <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so that relationship that I have with you, you were more than willing to come on the show and then more than you willing to tap into your network to have people listen. Mm -hmm. Thus, it helps me out because now more people that I would have never thought to reach out to now listen to the show. Mm -hmm. And what keeps ringing in my ear while I'm hearing you speak is the word community as well. Building those communities will ultimately help build up your social currency. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the whole point of like me even trying to educate people on social currency and those relationships is because when you're in your career or when you're trying to build a business, those relationships matter. 
mm-hmm. right? So if you're tapping into people that are using social media at a far greater scale than you could ever learn how to do, then they'll get your message out. And then in my career, I've tapped into my relationships a lot just to kind of navigate different roles and different um, industries. So it really is beneficial. So, well, talk to me about the struggles, you know, through this process and what kept you grounded and not giving up on this? Because you are a serial entrepreneur. You have your book of of businesses. <laughs> I've I've seen it. But this is you the dry one. Snitching, man. I am, but this is a really great dry snitch because watching you with your book has motivated and inspired me because you always tell me, write it down, write it down. And you've written all your businesses down, but this is the one that you felt so empowered and motivated to really push out. And I want you to speak to the listeners about first of all, why? Why why this one? And second of all, what did you go through, right? The internal battles and struggles. And I think there's a third, sorry, not second, but there's a third. What kept you at peace and what kept you, you know, comfortable enough to be like, this is it and I'm going to move forward with it? All right. So. I said a lot, I know. Yeah, it's fine. Let me take a step back and discuss the notebook that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I have this little, like, it's like a dollar store notebook that my friend, uh, Courtney Armstrong, I'm giving the government name. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so this net, this notebook, I keep a notebook of ideas. Anytime I get an idea or process, um, a strategy, I write it down in this notebook. It was given to me in a sense that when you write down your thoughts, when you write down your ideas, it makes it easier for you to plan and it makes it easier for you to really believe in that idea or that business. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you'll execute on it. So I've had like three different business ventures that I've kind of executed on and I've switched it each time because like it didn't really ignite my passion. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel fulfilled with any of those. So it didn't feel like it was my purpose, mm-hmm. those business ventures. So currency shift landed is stuck because I could resonate with it. There's been a lot of um, times when I've been the first, the only, or the disruptive. And I felt like now there were a lot more first, only, and disruptive. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to provide a community where we could actually talk about what it was like and, and how we actually moved into those positions and those levels to become even the first, the only, or disruptive, and how we use social currency to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of struggles. It was a lot of struggle actually putting my thoughts in a way that I felt like a stranger would understand. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of struggle with, um, I guess, promoting and advertising the ticket sales for the first event. I thought we were going to be like Ashanti, no shade. You know, she only sold like 24 tickets. And there was a time. That was so bad. When those, when those ticket sales, I was like, ooh, you know, <laughs> what is this event going to be like? But then we ended up having close to like 200, if not more, people yep. at the Cecil, thanks to and Silicon Harlem. About it. And it was the best night that I've ever had in a while, like being dressed up and going to a, a party. Um, there are other struggles like booking people, like making sure they actually showed up, like making sure that um, 
They're bought in, too. They're bought into it, but then also that we had the champagne. Because I feel like the champagne is just a such an important part of the podcast because it's us, it's our way of toasting to the fact that you are here. Mm-hmm. Like, you've made it this far no matter what your struggle was. You're here. You're in a studio telling your your story to the masses. Yeah. I mean, we have people in Sweden that listen to the podcast. Wow, like, look at you. I know, girl. <laughs> hey. Yes. You know, so it's 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 a it's a celebration mm. and i want people to feel like celebrated and inspired um and that's why the events that we'll do when we're off season help to like connect the community it'll help to like you get to listen to in person and, and connect with all the people that's been on the show you get to connect with other people that are aspiring to be FODs or that are FODs it's just a good like social environment yeah. so that everybody can build their social Currency. Currency. It's amazing. And I don't want to do a disservice to your story by not mentioning your mother, Mm -hmm. right? You said something so powerful at the launch as to why the launching of this business was so important for you. Mm -hmm. And without getting too emotional or anything, I want you to share with the listeners who probably weren't able to make the launch party why it was so important for you in October to have that launch party at that specific time so they can understand the passion and the mission behind Currency Shift. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> um, so at the the launch party, I kind of given I, I gave the reason why now, right? Mm-hmm. Like why not launch it now? Why get it out and why push it so hard? Um, it was because one of the things on my mom's list, so back when I was 12, my mom died of colon cancer when she was 36, right? And before she passed away, she knows that I work well when I have outlines and I have a list, Mm -hmm. right? So even back in elementary, when I was running that little, that little <laughs> beer wine cooler business, I was a hustler. It sounds age, like a stomachache, to be honest. <laughs> no, it, it was one or the other. Either you get the wine cooler or, or the, beer. the beer. Oh, I thought you mixed it together. Ew, that's no, what I thought. Doesn't? I thought that's what you were saying. I was like, what do you call that? No, sorry, they got it. Yeah, come on. Oh man, so. Like, even back then, I always had a list or outline. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how she found my plants. So there was no lying around that money and plants, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So so she knew that I worked well when I have a list and I have a strategy. So before she passed away, she gave me a list of items to complete, right? A list of things that I had to knock out. And that was my promise to her that I would complete that list. By a certain age or? No. It was just that it would be completed. You know, I gave a certain age, but she was like, nah. You know, complete just do it. it. Just complete it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's done, it's done. That was when I was 12. It took me 20 years to complete that list. 20 years. And the last thing, the very last thing that I needed to cross off was start my own media company or my media business. And Currency Shift is like the media business that I started. And I found it and I felt really good. It was the one that I felt spoke most to my purpose and to my passion, which mm-hmm. is helping people and teaching people, right? Mm-hmm. So I was really proud. And then I realized that, wow, this is the last thing on my list, right? Mm-hmm. Like imagine working on something for 20 years. You yeah. know, that's some that's some stuff, man. Yeah. That's a long time. So I felt relieved because now I finally, you know, made my pro- kept my promise to my mom. Mm-hmm. But then also it was something like, 
I want everybody to know that it's not about how long it takes you to get something done. It's about just getting it done. Say it again. Say it again. That <laughs> somebody about, needs to write that down. Yep. It's not about how long it takes you to get it done. It's about getting it done. Mm-hmm. You know, like to to have so many people in that environment to watch everything kind of fall into place like to know how much money was invested in a lot of this behind the scenes it was just it was just like I could have cried but you know I'm a G you know so I didn't cry no thug tears not that. <laughs> no not that but it was really refreshing to know that wow you know I did it you know and the fact that people came out to celebrate you and that speaks a lot about who you are as a person just with your name being on it, on the strength of that, people were like, oh, Brittany's doing it. I'm going to be there no matter what. But then for them to come and be wowed at exactly what Currency Shift is, I have people to this day still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are people in my circle, right, who you may not even know who's telling me, oh, my God, that episode was so good. And it wasn't just my episode. It's like all of them that they're speaking to and they're, they're leaving reviews on. So that's a true testament of who you are. And I want to congratulate you on finishing up that list. And I'm wondering, are you going to create a new list for yourself? Mm. So, yes, I have to create a list for myself because completing that list left a a gap, right? So it was kind of like, all right, I finished it. Now what do I do, mm-hmm. right? Because that's been my motivation. That's been my driver. That's been my push since I was 12 was to make sure I knock off everything off that list. And so there's a void now. Yeah. Like I was talking to my therapist about this, and this is all transparent. You know, mental health is important. So mm-hmm. I do see, you know, a dope therapist um, right here in New York. And one of the things that we talk about is what's next. Mm-hmm. Like, and she talks about stretch yourself and everything. And, you know, I'm thinking about it, but I'm kind of comfortable. You know, you get a little comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 kind of weird not having anything to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so used to being a busybody, going from one thing to the next to the next to the next. So outside of my, my day job, because I do have a full-time job, it's like, finally, I can go home. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's like just to go home mm-hmm. and just sit on your couch yeah. and just, like, Watch trash TV. Mm-hmm. Like I watched all the episodes of Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> I don't even like reality TV shows, but I was just like just watching. Yeah. Um, and it just felt really good to like let my hair down and just kick off my shoes and just relax. So now that my relaxing is done, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to figure out what essentially is next. What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to write off? And it's really interesting because it's something that I have to do for myself. Mm-hmm. Like there's nobody else helping me with this list like before. It's just truly and honestly, what do I want? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you relaxed. And I guess in those relaxing moments by watching trash TV and your cartoons, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you found, like, peace and solitude. But you can't always fall back on yourself during tough times. So when those tough times arise, outside of Brittany Sade Simone Harden, who do you lean on? Uh, I believe in having, like, a board of directors. So I have a board of directors when it comes to, like, my career because I'm constantly – and always thinking about career. What do I essentially want to do? What do I want to retire from? Where is the industry shifting? Should I jump out of what I'm doing now and jump into something else? Mm -hmm. That's constantly something that's always on my mind. 
for things like that, I have my board of directors that I tap into. When it comes to anything like emotional, spiritual, or like stressful outside of the job, I go to my friends. So I have I have like two different groups of friends. Mm-hmm. I have a group of friends where if I need some real hard hitting, like mm-hmm. no sugar coating, like here's the truth, punch her in your neck type stuff, I have my one group of friends. And then I have my other group of friends where if I just need an ego stroke, mm-hmm. I just need a confidence <laughs> boost. I just need somebody to tell me, hey, it's all good. Mm-hmm. You got this. And I have another group of friends, right? And then I have my sorority sisters, too, that I tap into um, when I when I just feel like I need, like, a bigger community. Miss sorority is this? <laughs> it's Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Mm. Um, so when I tap into my sorors, that kind of gives me, like, all right. Because you have to understand, like, I have different groups of friends because they know they knew they they got to know me at different levels in my life. Yeah. So as you get older, you'll have people that knew you from high school, that knew you from college, that knew you from your professional. And then they know who you are now Mm -hmm. because you're constantly evolving. And so your friendships involve. Mm -hmm. So if I want somebody that that's known me since I was like 12, I'll tap into that. Yeah. If I want somebody that knows me and, and understands me from college to now, mm-hmm. I'll tap into that. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends on the situation. So when you say board of directors, do those friends, friend groups fall under board of directors or that's a whole different set of people? No, nah, that's a different set of people. Like my board of directors are like mentors mm. or um professionals in my field that I really respect and look up to that are already in the career that I want to strive to be in. Yeah. I wanted you to elaborate on that because some people are probably like, what board of directors? Like, what does that mean? (laughs) So that's good that you explained that because some, a lot of people don't realize that those type of things are important. Like for me, I don't essentially, at least I don't think I do have a board of directors, but I need to kind of analyze it. Maybe I do. And I didn't realize it. So it's, I'm happy that you um, said that. So you did touch on, um, mental health and how you have a therapist which is which is great outside of your therapist is there anything else that you do to help with your mental state of mind to keep you focused and not beating yourself up too much <laughs> uh, shout out to Burlington Coke Factory that <laughs> <laughs> is now called Burlington <laughs> Retail therapy, I'm telling you, y'all, whenever Brittany tells me I'm at Burlington, I'm like, mm, that girl got some things on her mind. <laughs> and she going to be in there for like two hours. <laughs> and these are facts. I will not contact her until she's done. Because we already know she's shopping. <laughs> Gosh, this is true. This is very true. Have you said that? So that's good. That's a form of therapy. You know, uh, just be mindful of your of your real currency that you can touch. You know, don't go overboard. Oh man. It's it's so bad. Like they they know me oh my gosh. when I go in, you know, like Oh my goodness. But yes, I'll do that. Or <laughs> or like I'll I'll treat myself to like a fancy dinner or something okay. like that. Yeah, and that kind of segues into my next question. Like, how do you celebrate your small wins? You can't count Burlington because that the you don't go there to celebrate. You go there no, to de-stress. No, no, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you're not like treating yourself because you did something great. You're like freaking pouring everything out into <laughs> them <laughs> into your closet to make yourself feel better, which I can understand. But how do you celebrate? I personally know how you celebrate, but people should definitely know. How I celebrate? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Small wins. 
small wins. All, all your wins. How do you celebrate all, all my your wins? wins? Mm-hmm. It, it depends. Like sometimes if if everything is going like I don't know, like if it's having if I'm having like a great day and like the birds are chirping and you know the sun the sun is shining and smiling. It's like a cartoon or something mm-hmm. when I'm walking down the street like a Disney movie. <laughs> I just saw the scene in Mary Poppins when everything turned into a cartoon. Remember when the birds are chirping? <laughs> That's what I just already said. That yeah. So if it's like that, I'll go um, to like get drinks or something like that. I'll mm-hmm. go get drinks and um, just have a good time. Um, in the summer, I really like a rooftop. Like mm-hmm. that's my go-to. Like I love rooftops. Outside of that, winter winter is coming up. Um, probably a neighborhood bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I just I just celebrate by just being grateful. Mm-hmm. So what I know about you is that you are a very private person. Mm-hmm. So this is it is a lot for you to put yourself on the forefront. And what. I really want the listeners to take away from this is the fact that you made a decision to step outside of yourself and um, challenge yourself in a sense by making sure that you people know you are the face of Currency Shift because online, um, on Instagram particularly, you're known as corporate to casual, which is very self-explanatory if you know <laughs> who Brittany is because this girl could be very corporate But let me tell you, when she's out of work, that girl gets so casual and casual in a sense where if she's going to hit that rooftop up and you're with her, just know you're going to have a great night, you know, and there's nothing corporate that goes into that. So she knows how to separate the two, which I love. So that's a very fitting name. And on corporate to casual, you have over 8,300 followers, which is, whoa, because when I first met you, girl, (laughs) you was in the hundreds. Look at you. Damn, I'm trying to get where you were. I was private. You were. Oh, yes. She was private, which was a big issue, guys. But now she's public, which is another testament to her really, like, opening herself up. And on Currency Shift, um, she on Instagram, it's Currency Shift Now. Mm-hmm. And she has over 450 followers. And that's growing at a fast pace because people are really learning about the mission of Currency Shift, which is so commendable. So with these followers, right, and this is now essentially your combined social currency, which is allowing you to be an influencer to so many people, how are you managing that? Because this is a new space for you. I can personally say I'm very impressed with what you're doing with your social media marketing and the way you're putting yourself out there. But tell the listeners, like, how are you managing that going from someone that was private to now public? Um. I actually work with Ad Wizard. Uh, that is spectacular from Pretty Ricky Ricky. Oh, Pretty um, Ricky. Pretty Ricky. Hmm. Um, he, like, I worked with his company around, like, strategy when it came to my personal uh, social media. And they just were phenomenal with making sure that everything was in line with me and what I wanted to represent Mm -hmm. and making sure that my voice was being heard on my quotes. Cause I do all of those majority of those quotes are my quotes, my personal quotes. And then the pictures, like I'm not really big on selfies and individual pictures, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm getting to a point where it's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it. It's it's great because you see pictures of you like from before and you're like, oh my God, look at Brit. I know. So I'm really shy. Like, I don't know where the shyness came from. I really don't know. But when it comes to like selfies and like um, 
doing a lot of things online is really not my thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm shy. I think I'm, I'm skeptical sometimes. Like, I love social media. I love, you know, putting myself out there. But I also understand, like, the dangers of it, too. The power, yeah. Um, Not necessarily the power, because mm-hmm. uh, the power comes from the revenue to me. But it's about, like, people being able to, like, use your photos, like catfish and mm-hmm. stuff, and a lot of the privacy concerns that are out there. So sometimes I have one foot in and one foot out when it comes to social media. Um, and that's okay. And that's okay, because I'm still doing it because I understand the benefits outweigh the risk, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just like with currency, right? When people do stocks and tradings and stuff like that, that's everyone taking a risk. Yeah. So with social media and social currency... What you're saying that makes complete sense because you are taking a risk by making your page public and in hopes that no one screenshots and put they just create this brand new page and your <laughs> name is Shaniqua or something. It's already like, happened. <laughs> like I already like had to like catch. Wow. I, I caught like two. Like, wow. I already, yeah. Like oh, you big time girl. You better change your thing to public figure on a corporate casual. She lying, guys. I'm not. I'm not. That <laughs> but how am I managing that? Um, we'll see. 2019. Um, we'll see. Like I'm still trying to develop an authentic voice mm-hmm. with currency shift. Like I don't want it to sound too professional. I don't want it to sound like too restricted. But I also don't want it to be too loose. You I know. Th- I think you have a good, healthy balance of what you're doing on on currency shift, from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to go follow her on, um, on Instagram. Just type in currency shift and you'll see it pop right up with the beautiful green logo. And you'll see her announcements are very comfortable. Like you read it and you don't feel like it's tight. It's just, it's just such a great announcement. Like, guess what today is? <laughs> currency shift day. Like it, it it's feels, not loud and annoying. Yeah, it's not. It's like a good balance. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes me sit at the edge of my seat. Like I'm waiting for the next post, to be honest. Okay, so. Cool. Great job on that and what, you know, Spectacular has helped you with with your personal page. Mm -hmm. So this is very important and I'm hoping everyone takes this uh, message that you have to invest in yourself first for anyone else to want to. And those are the necessary steps that you've taken. You didn't just open up your page and make it public and that was it. You literally had a strategy behind it and you're seeing the success of that. So congrats on that. Um, So I want to ask you if you had... One advice, because you dropped a couple gems here and I didn't necessarily make you repeat all of them. Hopefully people just take their notes. (laughs) But if you had one advice to place on a post-it, not only on your desk, but everyone's desk, what would it say? I like that everyone's desk. I'm going to switch that up for season two. Not on your desk, everybody's desk. Make sure you credit me. Mm -hmm. Maybe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's it's my favorite saying, and this is like... um, Something that I came up with in college. So if you know me from UNC Charlotte, shout out to the 49ers, UNC Charlotte. Uh Um, If you knew me then, then you are really aware of what quote I'm about to say. But it's don't be a what. And it's W-O-T. Don't be a what. And what stands for a waste of time Mm. or a waste of talent. Whoa. I know. That's deep. Let me say that one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a what. A waste of time or a waste of talent? Mind blown. No, seriously, for as long as I've known you, Brittany, how come I've never heard you mention this to me? Wow. 
No, seriously, like, this is not even an overreaction, Sorry, guys. I shrugged my shoulders. Y'all couldn't see that. <laughs> but I don't know. No, but this literally just, just changed my mindset for what I'm working on for 2019. Thank you so much for dropping that gem. That was, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now this is your epic speed round. So just going to ask you a couple questions, like, quick question or word, and you have to answer very quickly, okay? All right. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Come on, girl. This is your speed round, you know. I know. like, <laughs> Damn, not a slow round. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> You're so rude. Um, I don't that's, – that's tough. What gets me out of bed? I think what's starting to get me out of bed now is just thinking about all those people that invested in me to get here. Mm-hmm. So not just, like, my mentors and everything, but everybody who's cheered me on since I was young. You know, like, even before when I was young, all of the ancestors that mm-hmm. put in work just for us to have these privileges. So that's what gets me out of bed now is just getting back to that phase of being grateful and thankful. Nice. Your favorite band? Mm. And it's like I always laugh when people mm-hmm. struggle with this. Let's see. You definitely laughed at me. My favorite band? Um, I don't know. Okay, so all fairness, all fairness. I, I knew about Pretty Ricky. I knew about B2K, you know, back in the day. Um, NSYNC. And they have a concert coming out, by the way. Um, I know. Be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're not really a band. But my favorite like label group, okay, is like Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, and Drake. So Cash Money. No, they're not Cash. It's money. not Cash Money. And that's why I purposely didn't say the name of the level label because I couldn't remember what it was. But that was no, they're not Cash. Okay, I don't know, but I know who you're talking about, and I forget what they call themselves. Okay, your favorite drink. My favorite drink. Um, it's. <laughs> It's scotch, and I like doers, doars. Mm-hmm. How doors, do you say it? Doors. This doars, right? Doars. Um, so I really like doars, and I like it with a shot of the Serrano. Where did this come from? I did not expect you to say that. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at you evolving and stuff. And those and those muddled cherries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those have to be in my old fashions all the time. Muddled cherries. Yeah. Role models. <clears throat> My role models? I have a lot. Like, Pick one or two. You know, the best one that I could say is honestly my role model is my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom and my stepmom, to be honest with you. Shout outs to my stepmom. Um, Monica Card, hey. <laughs> she's, a, she's, a, she's a huge role model, and there's always been one on the low. So my mom and my stepmom. Nice. Your favorite luxury item? Time. Wow, look at you going all deep. No one yeah. expected that. Got you off guard. Yeah, you did. Yeah, time. That is, that is truly a, a luxury. Yeah. It is. Wow, man. Favorite food? I like Italian food. Yeah. I like oxtails. Okay, so that's not Italian. That's West Indian. But um... I know. Like I'm, I put a comma. Oh. The pause. Okay. The verbal pause. So favorite foods are yeah, Italian foods. and oxtail. Yeah. Okay. Favorite country to visit? I haven't been there yet, but it is my favorite to read about and to learn about because I want to go there. Amsterdam. Ah, we know why. Best way for you to give back? 
time. Okay. Retirement place? <laughs> <laughs> I say time is the best thing to give back because it's it's, it's luxury. It's yes. it's a luxury item. I get it. Yeah. I get it. She made this face. She tried to play me, man. Only because I was going to say you can't repeat the same answer, but yeah. I I after really letting it settle in, it made sense. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh favorite retirement place? Italy. Mm. I'm going to retire in Italy. That's been my goal since I was like real like young. Yeah. And if you paid attention on this podcast, you understand why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite cartoon? Uh Rick and Morty. Bob's Burgers and I like Family Guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, come on, Family Guy, but Futurama. There oh, was a night when I was like resting. Do love Futurama, and I and I watched like a lot of the episodes, and I I have a love in my heart for Futurama. Okay, and favorite drama? There's a lot of dramas out here, so girl, good luck on this. My answer. my favorite drama, and I spoke about this on the episode before. Um, How to get away with murder. Yes, yes, yes. Viola and her stumbly walk. She got better this last season, though. Man, that that's a strong walk. That's a strong walk, but she got in so much better. I don't know what they did, but I'm she a- wasn't stumbling like... <laughs> I remember I had a pair of heels, man. I do that walk. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's like her feet was always hurting. <laughs> what is happiness to you? Uh, happiness is peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, happiness is like... Just being able to relax and not do anything. Is it also like peace with yourself? Or just the other one that you were explaining? No. <laughs> okay, sorry. I had a moment, guys. Sorry. So, <laughs> is there anything that I didn't touch upon that you would like the listeners to know? Um, I think it's important to have mentors in your life and people to to be in your life that are able to redirect you. Because if it wasn't for my mom redirecting me, I'd probably be on a totally different path. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for people to actually volunteer, to mentor, and to give back and give their time. Because you never know who's watching and who is influenced by your actions and your nonverbals. So I think that's really important. That's great. It was great. I hope everyone took notes on that. Thank you so much again for letting me have the privilege of interviewing you. It was, I learned so much about you and I felt like I know you already, but I really know different levels. From one of my favorite MTV shows, you may think you know, but you, but you really, really don't. Have no. no idea, right? Yeah. No idea. You have no idea. No idea. You got to put the neck and the finger in it. Yeah. Okay. No idea. I'm doing the neck and finger, guys. Um, follow Brittany on Instagram at corporate to the number two casual and for currency shift is at currency shift now and again thank you so much happy holidays happy new year and i can't wait to see what goes on with currency shift next year all right thank you thank you thank you for joining the conversation to learn more about currency shift go to currencyshiftnow.com if you feel as though you fit the criteria as the first the only or the disruptive send us an email info at currencyshiftnow.com until next time keep pushing stay motivated and stay encouraged